Hello. Hello, Marilyn. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm actually really good. Good. You sound great. Thank you. Thank you. It's my costly uh, John Dickerson microphone. Oh, you got a different different mic? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, nobody knows oh, it does matter. I want to hear what it is. I'm a... No, 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 no. Uh. I, I've been using it for weeks and no one notices the difference. I will always sound like a soprano saxophone that someone is learning to play. Not at all. Not, not, simply not true. Simply wrong. No, but I'm doing, doing pretty good. Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been watching YouTube, uh, too late at night, but, um, I had pretty good sleep. Um, yeah, I'm good. You're, you're good. Yes, I'm fine. You got a new keyboard you want to talk about? Uh, that's just something I would like to tell me about your keyboard. Talk about. Well, I'm, I'm in the very early stages of evaluating it. It's, it is a, mm. I'll put it into the show notes. Uh, I knew you would. Because that's a, a thing that I do. Mm-hmm. It is the DOS <laughs> keyboard. And I think that's, that's how you say that, right? Yeah, DOS. DOS, got one DOS. right in front of me. Got one right in front of me that I'm not using right now. Because if I did, it would sound like this. Right. And it, Instead, it, I'm using this one, which sounds like this. Can't really hear much of anything there. I still hear it too much, and boy, do people email me. Thank you for that. Well, the one that I decided to get. This is a click. They make clicky, big-ass keyboards. Right. Did you get very, a full-size keyboard? I did. They're very big. They're very heavy. They have mm-hmm. a numeric keypad. They're very Solid. sturdy. Yeah, like media, super, you got media keys, dedicated media keys, the, on mine anyway. Yeah, that might have that, and mine also has a big old knob. That you can turn to adjust the volume. We might have the same one. Is it is it like got a little red liner on it? Yep. I think we got the same. Let me look on, flip it over here. I have the uh, DOS keyboard. Oh, well, this is nice. Is it the DASK4MAC? Yeah, that's the same one. <laughs> now, the one that I got has brown keys, which are cherry, the cherry brown. Cherry brown, because those are a that's little bit. That's my pole dancer name, by the way. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready for this? <laughs> Cherry Brown. Dun, 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 dun. They no are... touching. No touching. <laughs> Don't touch Cherry Brown. <laughs> so the uh, wait, no, my sister Cherry Blue. The keys. There's lots of for people who are not inundated with mechanical key switches. There's a whole lot of different kinds of key switches. You should see what I put in the show notes. Oh, is it? Is it? Uh, apparently, you can even order a. You talking uh, about the WASD six key Cherry MX switch tester? Yeah, you can order In one of those. Show notes. Fast, you're too fast. You get the Cherry MX, get Cherry MX green, Cherry MX clear, Cherry MX red, Cherry MX black, Cherry MX brown, and Cherry MX blue. Yes, she did. There are so many different kinds, and what what basically what people need to know is the blue ones are the most clicky and the and the loudest. That doesn't mean bad. That's not n- n- neither of those two statements are mm-hmm. bad uh, or negative. And then, uh, and and then the, well, it's, it's a continuum. You start off just wanting a clicky keyboard, and right. then once you become afflicted with the clicky keyboard thing, you can go down the path of like a John Gruber or a Jason Snell and get real particular about exactly which kind of clicky you want. Brown seems to be the right thing for most people, unless you really know that you want something else, and then you should you should get the one that you want. Some people like it to be more chunky. Uh huh. And some people like it to be more clacky, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, but that's, like, no, that's right. I bought one of these uh, switch testers, and, and I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> right, yeah. I just use it as a, as a fidget toy now. 
How much are the little testers? Uh, it's sixteen bucks. That's for not this bad. Thing. Yeah, it's worth getting if you don't. It's know. really it's a cool little gadget. It's just it's basically just a little um, black base with these uh, six kinds of keys in it. But you know, it's this is the kind of thing where you really want to try it out before you commit if mm-hmm. you're really picky. But I've had several. Let's see. Oh God, what was the one I had before DOS came along and kind of took over the market? There was another company that made this. I remember it, and I was thinking about it yesterday too. And I, I knew you were going to ask, and I couldn't remember it. But it was. Uh, find it. M- there is. Um, I have so many keyboards. Well, you'll you'll find this one then. But it was. I remember the one you're talking about. Well, this one's nice. It's it's a wired connection, so there's no Bluetooth to fiddle with or batteries to mm-hmm. replace. And it also uh, it also has I think there's two USB three ports built into it, just like in the yep. old days where mm-hmm. your keyboard would have USB ports. Back in when it. your uh, Apple device would have ports. That's right. Remember that? I do. Used to have, used to have ports for different <clears throat> stuff in it. Yeah, it was. Uh, you could do different things with your computer. Professional computer. And uh, this keyboard is just it's built like a tank. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of my Apple Extended Two keyboard that i had for many years and continued to use with a little griffin usb converter i think gruber still does that i think he still uses a mac extended keyboard it's a great keyboard with a serial to usb adapter i'm sure that they don't make those anymore um i'm looking because i'm pretty sure that i i used to have one and i stopped using it but oh look at this and they might still have it no, currently unavailable. It was the Griffin 2001 ADB iMate Universal ADB to USB adapter currently that's unavailable. It. That's it. ADB, not serial. Yeah. So that's in the show notes in case you want to just know what it looks like, even though you can't, um, you can't buy it. There are it so many options for keyboards out there. I have all of the keyboards, especially for using iOS devices. Sometimes I'd love to talk about that. Like I, It's been very heavily covered, especially on a lot of um, the relay shows, talking about how you can get a setup to use your iPad. But um, I, it's a quest that I've been on for a long time. Yeah. Like, you know, we should talk about this. We should mention a couple that we like. Yeah. This one, this one I have, I think, is the DOS Keyboard 4, numeral 4 Professional for Mac Clicky. That's the one I've got. Okay. It's not cheap, but it's, it's no. real good. But if you're going to, you know, like on, I have this um, 5K iMac, and it's it works a treat. It's really great. Basically, so what I do is, I, I, that's my full-time keyboard except when I'm recording. Mm-hmm. And then when I record, I grab this Logitech solar-powered keyboard. Right. Uh, I don't even know if they make it anymore. K760, which is just this very little um, keyboard that's, that's you know, pretty pretty quiet. I have another one that I use at home that I learned about from Jason Snell that's not super pretty, but is pretty great as a middle ground between the toy keyboard that you get from Apple uh, versus like a full extended extended. Modius, that's the company. Yes, and you know what? I've never. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. The quiet was it the tactile pro, right? That's the one. Yeah, that's the one I had. I've had two of those. The one I use at home now. So this is I totally stole this setup from Jason Snell, but it's a great setup. There's a um, uh, this is kind of silly unless you need it for work and stuff. You can get this thing called what is the name of the stand that I got? Who makes it? Um. I'll try to find it for notes in a minute. But there's a stand, that, this very Apple-looking stand, that has this sort of extensible grabby area mm-hmm. where you can put an iPhone in there. It's got two different mount sizes, so you can put an iPhone in there or you can put an iPad in there. You just kind of pull the little extender guy, and it grabs onto your iPad. You can turn it vertically 
or horizontally, however you want to roll. And then with that, I use the, I say Matias, I don't know. Um, Laptop Pro keyboard for Mac version five, which I will add to notes. And, uh, it's not a, it's not a full extended keyboard, but I'm not doing that much number stuff. But it's a little bit clicky. It's not the prettiest thing in the world, but it slides right over. I mean, it fits really neatly with this mount, of which I will find the name in a minute. Um, and it's a great setup. So basically, you can you can be like I'd like to work standing up, like either at um, an AirSat standing desk that I've made out of my daughter's old IKEA kitchen, <laughs> yeah. or I will sometimes <laughs> I'll put it on a little thing on the um, kitchen island, and it's 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 really great. Uh, I could be watching Hulu down in the corner. While I'm typing away, you know, um, and it's it's a really nice, you know, the iPads, the iPad as device has come a very long way, and you may not realize how far it's come until you start using it with a keyboard, because really good, capable apps have added a lot of amazing key commands, and there's so many ways you can essentially, we've talked about this before, but you can essentially use it like a little Mac. I mean, one of the greatest things is at any point you're on your iPad with your keyboard, your you know, hardware keyboard. Anytime you're anywhere, 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 you just type command space like you would on a Mac to bring up spotlight and you just start, start typing the app that you want to get to and it auto fills and you can just hit enter and it'll be the first match. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if I type D R A F T drafts and just hit enter, it'll open drafts and then you get command uh, tab to move through the various uh, recent, apps it's got the little uh home screen so you can go to the home screen uh it's come you still need to you know tap on the screen sometimes but if you, you're doing a lot of typing and moving around splitting your screen doing all that stuff it's it's pretty great i'll find the name of the stand i want to say glide here's the one i got glide Is by who by 12 12 south I got Vios and iPad, Vios and Vios and Vios and iPad Pro Stand Tablet Stands 360 degree round rotatable aluminum alloy desktop mount stand for iPad Pro, iPad Air, iPad Mini Surface and Surface Pro. And I'll put that in show notes too. But you know, I mean, the, the, the truth is, like, you're you know, you can be fine with a keyboard if you've got that little that little jokey Apple keyboard. What's the one called? The aluminum. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine. I I've have that. That's the, that's the magic been, keyboard. Well, okay. Now I don't have the magic keyboard. I do not like the feel of the magic keyboard. It's, I don't either. It, it, it's, it's like the worst of all worlds. Yeah, I really don't like it. It's it's kind of halfway between the old aluminum keyboard and the MacBook Pro current keyboard, which we mm-hmm. all know isn't very good. It's it's really not great. And so I've just maintained my old one. But here's the thing: I'm I'm I've encountered a little bit of a uh, of a dilemma with this new DOS keyboard, and I wanted to understand how you approached it. Okay. So, as we know, keyboards on computers came from the old days with typewriters, and I learned to touch type uh, on a typewriter uh, not very well, and then eventually I got Mavis Beacon on a computer and learned to touch type from that. And the keyboards that I had at, the, at that time, those are back in the, like, Apple Extended 2, or if you're on a PC, it was like the IBM PC-style keyboard. Very big, high up off the desk. Mm-hmm. And at the time that I used to use those, especially because people like us who are in front of a keyboard for a really long time sometimes, I used to have one of those sort of gel wrist pad things yeah, that sure, I would sure. put to... to and, and the main reason I did it wasn't 
It would raise up your palms it, yeah, so, you it would, weren't, so you weren't bending your wrists. Exactly. And I find that with like the standard Apple aluminum keyboards, including the Magic Keyboard, it, it, normal position or posture for most people is, and I'm looking at, at the keyboard now as I do this, your hands are uh, and, and arms are down on the desk. Your palms are kind of resting on the desk. And then your fingers are extended over the keyboard and you type. And I don't know about you, but I tend to type with my palms very gently resting or touching the desk. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, almost any keyboard, you're going to have at least a slight bend in your wrist that is not good for you. Apparently, that's the case. But with it's very, it's it's true. It's I mean, you talked to Professor Syracuse about this. Yeah. Ideally, you get a tray is the ideal way to do it. I think, which I guess lowers the the keyboard down. I mean, I'm not an expert on this, but I always, I. I had always heard that. Um, this is very basic, but the, the the one of the main ideas is that your hands should be lower than your elbows. Mm. And that your keyboard should be in such a way that you don't have to bend your wrists. So when I say bend your wrists, I mean as in like so you imagine now like lift your hands with your wrists on the table. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a good thing. Especially if you're if it's above your elbows. That that's right. not a good ergonomic position. Well my is that hands what you're struggling with? Well my hands are below the elbows uh when I sit. So that's that's good. But what I found is that this keyboard and I knew this was gonna be this way. But I find that it's much taller than yeah. the Apple keyboard that I'm used to. And so I was curious, how how do you address that? How do you get your hands into a comfortable position? Because obviously they can't, they can't, the palms can't rest anymore. For one thing, the keyboard's too tall for that. And you'd only be able to reach the bottom two, maybe three rows of keys. Uh, and second, it's just plain uncomfortable. I wish I were a better example of this. Um, and the truth is, if I typed today as much as I used to, say ten years ago, uh-huh. uh, I, I would I would for sure be feeling it. Um, I don't think I type enough for it to be a big deal. But if it were something that I wanted to get better about, it probably should be. I would suggest looking into maybe getting a tray if it's not if it's not too disruptive to you. You know, remember for a while they had desks. That well, had what that, do, like, you do? do you do? Do you? Yes. Do you have a tray though? I type wrong and it doesn't bother. Oh, you're me. just typing wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Let me see. Let me try this. Like where? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not terrible. Where are your where are your palms resting on the desk? Are you hovering, I have, holding your also, hands above like spiders set, hanging down? I don't have. I've got the little red thing on the back that raises it up. A yeah, little the bit. little cool little foot foot. They have a name for that. But it's, it is it's a not foot bar for me. Foot foot bar. Foot bar. It's not terrible for me. I'm on the DOS now, which is going to be noisy for a second. Like, are your palms on the desk as you're doing that, or are they? Are you hovering? Yeah, I think I tend to have my left hand kind of steady, and my right hand kind of moves around. Uh-huh. I'm a, I'm a sixty to eighty percent touch typer. Okay. I mean, I, if I, as long as I don't think about it, I can usually go where I want. But as soon as I think about it, I screw myself up. I'm, I'm generally. The last time I checked, I was about sixty correct words per minute. That's pretty which good. Is not fast. No, no but it's, it's pretty. Good. It's pretty good. Well, it's okay for the nonsense that I do. I had a, a, um, a person who used to work with me, and she could type 220 words per minute accurate. Oh, that's mental. That, this is <laughs> she eventually those... became like a court, uh, is it called stenographer? The little, yeah, that little, little yeah court she, she learned yeah. to type that and could sit and, and everything that was said in court, that was her, became her job because she was so good at it. Uh, I wouldn't want that job. I think, um, I don't know, we're, we're going through another sea change now. I mean, it's, it's always useful. We've talked about this for years now, but it's always interesting to think about trying to realign your thinking. Instead of thinking about the past as being the prologue for how it is today and change from the past is a bad thing, instead think about people who are younger than you who've grown up with something very different. 
And you could think about that today in terms of what some people call uh, digital natives, like people who've been on the internet or more recently on, let's say, an iOS device their whole life, where, I mean, you just watch people like typing on public transit. People type so fast yeah. with their thumbs now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's not just Sherlock Holmes. Anybody, you, people are typing real fast with their thumbs. That just seems, it feels like that's bad. You know, like that, that. Well, to us it does. To them it's normal. The other thing is people who uh, are far younger than us that have grown up with an iPad and using the iPad keyboard in landscape mode, people can type real fast on that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, again, that's a, another part of this change. But I mean, has there ever been a time Ever when as many people can type pretty okay as today? <laughs> no, I'm sure it. not. I'm sure not. Think about how many people are typing every day. It's way different than, like, say, the mid '70s, where you would take a like I took business administration to learn how to type and use a ten key. Yeah, vocational wheel. But um, I mean, you know, whatever whatever works for you. The, the, the problem is, like, you know, I think I, you know, if you just want to jump into this and okay, spending a little money, you could pick up one of these keyboards. But it really is best to try somebody's else, somebody else's. I have a box that's just full of keyboards that I'm just not using very much because I went through that thing where I was trying to buy all the various smart, not smart covers, but the you know keyboard built-in covers for the iPad. And I didn't like any of them. I didn't want to use any of them. Mm-hmm. Can I make one other recommendation? Yes, please. Um, I mean. This, this sounds weird until you start doing it, but there may be a time in your life when you want a keyboard that you can use with multiple devices at one time. Yes, I know. I think I know the one you're going to recommend. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically all the Logitechs. But, the, the, you know, what's real cool is that if you, for example, it's not unusual for me to be typing at my iMac, but I've also got my iPad open. Like I said, maybe I'm watching Hulu. Maybe I'm doing something else. One nice thing about the, all the Logitechs that I have is that they have built-in keys, Bluetooth keys, key one, two, and three. At the click of a button, once you pair them up, at the click of a button, you can switch between devices. It's like a little KVM almost, or a KM, (laughs) built into your keyboard. So if you want to be typing on your Mac, you you know, say type hit number one, and now that's the input on your Mac. Hit number two, and now that becomes the input on your iPad. Without having to touch anything, you don't have to go to software settings. But it can, you know, if you're if you're looking into a multiple device lifestyle, and to be honest with you, two iPads can be pretty powerful for this, if you're you know a big shot. But uh, yeah, so the one I like, the one I one I like, uh, yeah, I'll put this in notes. Uh, one I got recently that I like at home that's very compact is the Logitech uh, Easy Switch K811. I don't know if that's the most recent. Jeez, I bought that in 2015, Jiminy Christmas. But um, oh, something went wrong. Didn't like it. Um, anyhow, keyboards. So, how long you had this thing? Oh, just a couple of days, and um, mm-hmm. and you know, I was I was using it, and then I realized I need to do something. So, I ordered a gel wrist pad for like oh good six seven dollars or something. Before I I hadn't really thought about doing a tray, uh, but you know, maybe I should have done that. But no, I have a standing desk also, and I don't know how a tray would work with this. So uh, we'll see what happens with the the gel pad and if, if it's enough that I want to stick with this setup. I don't know yet. I went the way of Marco Arment and got a 2015 MacBook Pro. Recently? A while back. A while back. It's great. It's freaking great. It's amazing. For, for what I do, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's heavy. It's nothing like the MacBook that my wife now uses, which... 
it's 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 we we get mail that's heavier than that thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm loving that MacBook Pro. It's it's it, I love having all those ports. I mean, this is anybody who listens to po- the podcasts that are related to ours will have heard this a million times. But it's kind of funny that at least at the time I bought it, the best MacBook Pro you could get was a 2015 model. Yeah, I saw Marco and I talked a bit about that offline, and I just. You know, he he had a point because that really was a good computer, but it was real solid. I at the time I, I just I couldn't I couldn't do it, so I went with it. And we've talked about this on the show. I don't want to go too much into it because it's just yeah, not it's just not one, interesting. Right? But yeah, I got the Touch Bar one. It's a little interesting. It's it's you know it's been a fine computer. I don't love Look, typing you know, on it, I but mean, I type on it. These are investments you have to make, and it, it helps to understand. If you just listen to one person with a very strong opinion about this, you don't you don't get any subtlety for how it may or may not work for you. And right. Sometimes it's great in this day and age. We're a long way from this, the five or eight years ago where for almost any given Apple product, it was pretty simple to say to somebody, tell me what you do, and I will tell you without any equivocation which one of these to go buy. I think that that age has passed. Yeah. I think that's one thing that's so vexing for Mac enthusiasts or Apple enthusiasts is it's no longer really that simple because there are so many factors, factors, factors. For like, you know, with a, with an iOS device, you know, does the screen size matter? Like, you know, there are all these little subtle things that you wouldn't know. Like the multi-window thing will work on this iPad, but not that iPad. Like, does that matter? Probably not. But it sucks to spend $1,000 or $500 on something and have it realize it doesn't do the thing that you assume that it would do. So hearing different people's points of view, I'd be interested to hear like what you have to say about that. Yeah. I like I like that one because it's a nice heavy keyboard my kid doesn't knock over when she's watching YouTube. It's got a great, you know, kind of classic keyboard. It does not have the touch bar, which I do not want. It is retina. It looks great. Um the drive is big enough for what I do. And um it's it's and it's got ports where I don't have to think twice about which dongle for dongle. You know, you need a dongle for the dongle nowadays, and that's it's maddening. Yeah, it you is. Know, I, I think part of what there's, I feel like there's two things that drove Marco crazy about this. He's the canary in a coal mine here. But <laughs> one is the keyboard on the last few years Mac uh, laptops, which are, as they say, problematic. Yes. The other thing is, if you want to do anything beyond just typing with it plugged in, you're going to have to really run through this logical puzzle about how you're going to be able to do the thing that you want to do. Ethernet, nobody uses Ethernet anymore. Well, if you want to use Ethernet, how's that going to work when you have one port? In Marco's case, the maybe the ultimate corner case, boo-hoo, if you want to record a live podcast that's two hours long, tell me your setup. Right. Like, tell me what USB-C capable hub you're going to use that lets you record from these multiple devices and get power. And God, God forbid, say you want Ethernet, how are you going to do all that with one port? Well, nobody does that anymore, except for the people who do. And that, that's why I love just having this, all these USB slots. you got the SD card slot, all that stuff. And even if I'm using it, not using it right now, I'm, I'm glad that it's there. So tell me about your laptop and what you like about it. Well, what I really like about it, obviously, is I love, I love the battery life. I love the size of it. I love the weight of it. Um, I like the screen, of course. It's fast. It's not super fast, but it's plenty fast for anything that I need to do with it. I'm not doing a lot of high-end video export work. So for regular stuff like coding and podcast editing, it's great. I don't love the keyboard, um, and I do use the keyboard. I use it uh, whenever I'm not 
docked here at work. I have one of the smaller LG monitors, which was a lot of money, but I had tried oh, 5K. Uh, yeah, no, the 4K one. The 4K. Um, 5K is the larger. I, I forget it. I think it's a 27 inch. The one I got is a 21 and a half inch. And you'd say, wait, 21 and a half. That's that's not very big. You, but if it's retina. But it is retina. And, and, and that looks oh, real good. People say, oh, well, you must have a dual monitor set up where you use the monitor from the laptop. and all. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I just, just use the one screen and it's more than enough. I'm not, uh, I, I, I never maximize my windows. I never have. I feel, I, everybody I know maximizes their windows. Literally every human I've, I know always has. I never do. Hmm. And, um, and it, you mean to, to where you get, uh, whatever that thing's called, where you do four finger swipe to move between right, that kind of thing. Right. That, or, or just even make it the full size of the screen without it going into a whole, taking over okay. the whole screen. I don't do either of those ever. I never have. I just don't work that way. So for mm-hmm. me, this is plenty big. It's great. I love it. I've been using it now for a, a year, and it's awesome. Is it the 13-inch, 15-inch? It's the 21 and a half. Oh, the, the computer. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you're, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, your monitor. The, so that seems small by MacBook today's Pro. It seems small by today's standards, but it works for you primarily because it's retina, huh? Uh, I, yeah, and it's super clear. I love it. It's bright. It's got really nice, good speakers in it. And, uh, it, you have one cable to connect to your computer. It has one, uh, very heavy duty, um, USB-C cable that connects. And what it gives you in return is, I forget if it's three or five USB-C ports. It brings power to your laptop, all with one cable, the audio in and out with one cable, it does everything, everything that I need. And it has the added benefit of not having a built-in eyesight camera. So it's one less thing for me to <laughs> cover up with a sticker. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's just been great. I've loved it. I use it all the time. It's um, really nice. It's not as good as something Apple would have made, but it's the next best thing. And it just works. And it's beautiful. And I love it. So I use that. But when I'm not with that, yeah, I'm typing on the regular keyboard. And it's not it's not great. It feels like you're banging on a, you know, piece of balsa wood or something. And it's it's not ideal. Um, But I've been lucky enough to not have any problems with it so far. Uh, I don't like the touch bar. The touch bar is stupid. Um, Mainly what I find I'm using the touch bar for is to accidentally increase or decrease my screen brightness because <laughs> my pinky will accidentally oh, very barely touch either the uh, the increase or decrease brightness screen. And all of a sudden, it, and it happens so fast, it'll go or that fast. And it's to full no. brightness or complete dark. Uh, so um, I've re- remapped the escape key to be the caps lock key. Uh, and I always forget to use it. Oh, that would drive me mental. Always use, uh, forget to use it. Caps lock for control. I couldn't have a computer without an escape key. It would drive me nuts. Uh, it's there. It's just placed wrong, and there's no feedback from when you hit it. And so it's it's kept me away from VI as much as I used to use VI uh, mm-hmm. or Vim or one or the other. Who cares? And yeah, cares. yeah, but that's kind of my take on it. But I would still, I still like this laptop better than any other laptop that I've ever had before, despite the shortcomings of the keyboard, uh, mainly because I'm not using it as a laptop 100% of the time. I mean, I get into work, and from the time that I get into work, it's docked until I leave. So I'm using it as a laptop if I have to do work in the evenings or work on the the weekends, um, then I'm using it at those times. 
just as a as a laptop and of course if i'm coding over weekend yeah then then i'll have to deal with it and and deal with the keyboard but it there are worse things and i don't let it stop me the other things that it does it does so well uh and i just couldn't i couldn't bring myself to spend money and this is not a a criticism of what you or, or marco or anyone else has done but i couldn't bring myself to buy something that i knew even though it was good I couldn't bring myself to buy something that that felt like dated hardware to me, even though I, I I can't argue the point that maybe it was better. Maybe the MacBook Pro that you have is better. I can't argue that. I just, something about it, I wanted to buy what was the latest thing and I wanted to I try it. That's, I don't think that's strange or bad at all. I think, I think what's bad is that we've reached a point in our discourse where we feel the need to defend the thing that we prefer. Mm. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's okay. It's okay to have a preference that, and, and it's, it's valuable to me to be able to talk about why we like things a certain way without feeling like you're, you know, bagging on somebody else. One, one of my things I tried to do with 43 folders, which I did not always do successfully because I was very much an Apple partisan as opposed to a, a Microsoft person, which mattered at one time. But like my, my thought was always like, what I want to do is I want to tell you about something that I like. And I want to tell you why I like it. And then I want to, to the extent possible, say who, based on what I know, based on my own knowledge and experience, I want to tell you who I think this might be good for Mm -hmm. and maybe who it's not so good for. And I think that's part of the problem that Apple faces is that all their stuff could be fine for everybody as long as you use it for this very limited set of things. You know, maybe this, I realize this is some old timey thinking, but like, there's a lot of people out there that are just like, why don't you, you know, why don't you make just a totally blown out, really, really good Powerful, heavy, thick <laughs> Mac keyboard. Charge five thousand dollars for it, <laughs> but make it like the dream keyboard that does all of the things. But like, there's this part of me that feels like, you know, and I, I think you shouldn't feel bad for wanting that. It, it might seem old timey, but like, I don't know. There's so few Apple devices that feel perfect for lots of people. There are some that are perfect for some people. Like, for example, in moving to this very old laptop. For myself, I handed down my MacBook, which, like I say, weighs almost nothing. When I pick it up, I just can't even believe it. I handed that down to my wife, and she loves it. Like, she uses it for work constantly now. She would much rather use that than the the giant Dell. It slips into her goddamn purse. It's so small. That is crazy. And she loves it. And everything that she has to do, she's mostly on, you know, like, cloud apps for her job. Mm-hmm. And it works just fine. The, the screen looks great. And you, like, it all just works fine. It's just, you know... I don't know. That's that's the thing with the Apple stuff. You just I just keep waiting for them to put out the next thing that's going to be perfect for lots of people and very good for almost everybody else. And yeah. It just seems it seems like there's so much satisfying. You know, people have pondered: could this be because we let the operations guy run the company? Like he will really try to wring out every nickel he can out of every part in that thing. So I don't know. There, there, there's a reason I'm not in the corner office. Those folks understand what balance of design and functionality, price point. They understand all that stuff better than I can in a million years, and they understand how to do it to where they get their trillion dollar value. So, you know, it sounds it's silly for a guy like me to criticize that, but like, you know, as a, as an Apple partisan, you're always waiting for them to make the thing where you can say, if you got the dough, this is the one. Like, this is the one to get. And I, I guess that's kind of true, maybe with an iPad. Um, but like, you know, I don't know. I'm actually pine for the days when, uh, those old timey days when you just be like, oh my God, the 5S is such a good phone. Yeah, this right. This phone could be so good for so many people. Oh, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned like dongles and adapters and things before I gave my wife the seven plus 
phone that I used to have right after about I spent about a week with the 10 and decided I was I enjoyed it and was going to keep it. And so part of the reason I got it, if you remember, was that she needed a new phone or wanted a new phone. And so transferred everything over, gave her the seven uh, plus and. You know, her immediate reaction to it is, oh, it's really big. Oh, but I love the mm-hmm. camera. You know, the standard yeah. <laughs> standard reaction to sure. a, a plus-size phone. It's really big. The camera's great. And so uh, so the other day she texted me, and uh, she's like, how do I plug a headphone into this thing? Like, how do I connect this to the car so I can, because she has a, an Sit auxiliary. Down, honey, we need to have the talk. Yes. And, uh, and there's like an auxiliary input in the car and then just regular headphones that she wants to use. She's like, ha, what, a, where, where is it? What am I missing here? And, uh, and so, yes, we had to have the talk and she's like, she, you know, it was like watching her go through all the stages of first it's denial, then it's anger, then it's, you know, all the, yeah. t- <laughs> and she was like, really, you this is dumb. You do, but, but yeah, now we we have deployed those connector dongles mm-hmm. in all the right places. We always keep one in the car. I always have one in my backpack. I've always got one. But there is something that feels really mental about getting into a car and not being able to plug your phone in. Yes. And it's like you do you do need to prepare for that. And like I say, you, you get used to it sooner than you think, except at the time when you're like, oh, God, this is so crazy. And that that's how it feels with so many of the laptops where you're like, wait a minute, like I can't do the thing that I want to do. Yeah. That's there's times where you need to like like I say walk through the puzzle maze of how to connect all these things up, but you know Marco makes a really great point. They're all in on USB-C. Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's see some really high quality powered USB-C items that are unequivocal in being able to work with all of these different kinds of devices right. USB-C could be for. It's it's so confusing. I'm glad she likes the phone. Yeah, she's been enjoying it. And so, you know, they make now I'm gonna to have to buy a bunch of these little headphone jack. Did, did you see the? Keep did you see the uh, the rumor that they're gonna no longer uh, they're considering no longer putting that in with the phone you buy? Yeah, I was trying to remember if I got one with my ten. I think I did. I can't remember. It was only I've got like I've got like ago. three, and like I say, I deploy them like RX bars. I just keep them in all the different places where I might need it. Well, speaking of RX bars, we're 34 minutes in. Would you please tell me about something that you like? I would love to tell you about Mac Weldon. Oh, come on. Mac Weldon again? Again. Well, I mean, you can't blame them. It's a good show, and they're a good uh, product. It's a match made in heaven. Wearing them right now. Oh, what are you wearing? I'm usually wearing my usual Pima Cotton tee, but you know, I did what you suggested. I popped. I went off and got one of their polos, and I love it. You did. I got a polo. It's good. Striped. I got a striped bed polo, and I really like it. I wear it over a Mac Weldon long sleeve shirt, and I look like it's 1992 or something. It's a, it's a, it's a smart look. I love the way it's cut. That's it's the not one like a thing. European. It, right, 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 right. It's not boxy. It's not super fitted, but it makes it makes your shoulders and upper chest look strong. They do something with the way they do this. You know, their white T-shirts, which I use exclusively when I need a white T-shirt. They do something. Not weird, but unusual with the way they cut it, where it's got like this almost like a giant dart over your shoulders, this gusset. Uh-huh. We were camping last week, and, and I took off my shirt, and I'm walking around in a white undershirt like I'm freaking Marlon Brando. And my, wa- my wife goes, you look good. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon. I'm 51, and, and, and it hurts and when I bend you're looking good. Over. You're like Robert Redford. Looking good. Strong, strong like bull. Mm-hmm. I love Mac Weldon. Well, they oh, they do I, a very I good job. I don't know what it is. So I've, I, I was sitting there looking at this, at these shirts I keep recommending. And I was sitting there and it looks, I was like, how do they make it so that 
it's not see-through because there are shirts out there that are see-through. I don't like a see-through. Mm-mm. But it it is so lightweight and breathable that I can wear – because usually once it gets to a certain point in the summer here in Texas, I have to kind of go I, – I put away all the knit shirts and the collar-type shirts, and I'm either wearing like a, like a very lightweight uh, button-front shirt that's like designed to be like cool weather i mean hot weather wearing or i'll just wear like a t-shirt and and i kind of felt like i couldn't wear like a regular polo style shirt because they're all too warm and so i've been wearing these and they're cooler than the other shirts in a way it almost feels like you don't you're not really wearing a shirt in a way this is very difficult to describe but i feel like there's a continuum of the way a fabric in a men's shirt feels where on the one end of the continuum you've got old-timey gold miner clothes that are all wooly and scratchy at the other far end of the continuum, you've got like extremely up-to-date technical clothes for working out that are like shiny. So you've got – on the one hand, you look like a musk ox over here. And over here, you look, you look like you're going to a disco in 1982. And the thing is, the Mack Weldon shirts, like they're in between. Like they're not shiny and weird. They're super – comfortable and they're soft but they still look really good and they feel really good it's, it's very difficult to describe do you know what i'm saying i do i do um you don't look like you're going to a disco and you don't look like you're gold mining right unless that's right. what you want in which case we should get a different sponsor yeah no that's no people don't want that no minor but or disco they mm-hmm. make they make more than just shirts they make uh they make uh, underwear socks I'm wearing the socks right now. I got a whole bunch of these little socks. These are the best socks. Again, if you're wearing shorts. Get you, get you a no-show. They're no-show socks. No-show socks. Mm-hmm. And they have a little grip at the back where the, the ankle is. There's like a little, I don't know if it's, is it, is it, is it rubber? I don't know what it is, but it's Some built. Some kind of a space age fabric, but you don't get your socks going into your shoe like a monster. Right. So that they stay put. They stay on your foot where they're supposed to not don't wind up all shoved down at the end of your shoe gross so they the underwear that they make you can get underwear that has uh silver antimicrobial stuff in it makes it eliminate odor so it's not just comfortable but it eliminates odor which is great uh i i mean these are just they're great clothes for being comfortable in they're they look good enough that you can wear them to work you can wear them out uh, or you can just lounge and, and be comfortable. I know a lot of people that enjoy working out in them because the antimicrobial stuff. They're very versatile. And uh, and so anyway, I recommend people have actually asked me uh, and um, I have they, they say, well, which which are the shirts that you like? And the ones that I've been enjoying the most, it's called the Vesper. Mm-hmm. And if you just go to MacWeldon.com, uh, they'll have a section on the top under tops. The first option is polos, and it's the first one, at least right now, it's the first one. I have not tried the silver knit. Maybe I'll try that one later, but it's the Vesper that I really like and that I've been recommending. But go check out everything that they make. You know what's so weird about Mac? Well, I feel like sometimes it's hard to find just normal clothes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it used to be you go to something, you go like the Gap or something like that. Well, just have normal you, clothes in there. Just, just, I just want normal clothes. Just give me normal clothes. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to look weird. Just give me something normal. And they do that. They've got normal clothes in the best possible way. So it's Mac I lo- Weldon. I love, I love this sponsor, Dan. MacWeldon.com. The promo code, I think it's, I think they've changed it. It's just B as in boys, two as in the number, W as in walrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will get you 20% off your first order. So again, MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K, MacWeldon.com. 
and the promo code is B2W, and you'll get 20% off your first order. Great company. Love to have them as a sponsor. And uh, if you're looking for some normal clothes, now you know where to go. That's where you go, Mac Weldon. Our thanks to Mac Weldon yeah. for supporting 5x5 five five and Back to Work. Merlin Man. Merlin Man, Dave Benjamin. Do-do-do-do-do, closing the windows, getting the Slack notifications. I close, I'm clicking, I'm clicking. Whew. Busy, lots of stuff to do. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot of nonsense and then some listener questions. We've already recommended a lot of things, but um, I just want some recommendations and updates just quickly. And, and then uh, we can jump into a few uh, listener questions. Okay. Oh, these are so dorky. Who cares? Why am I even doing this? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Nobody cares. About what? Any of these. These are so boring. Ugh. Okay. I'm ready to. At the. At this juncture, I am ready to make a recommendation for a sleep app. If you use an Apple Watch, I'm ready to make... This is not the best. It is not my favorite, but it is the easiest to use, no-brainer sleep app for Apple Watch. So I've been running three. I used to have more. But I'm running three different ways of tracking my sleep right now. And it's the one I suggested to my wife. It's been working for her. And so what I want, I'm ready to recommend at this point for the generic user, I am recommending the app called Sleepwatch app. It is in show notes. Sleepwatch app. This is a cool, no brainer, mostly one page app that does a lot of cool stuff. Above all, for me to have a sleep tracking app that works, it needs to be automatic. I you know, I stopped using that bedded thing where I had the thing in the bed with me, the strap in the bed and you have to turn on your phone with the microphone on. Forget it. I stopped that. That's I'm too glad much. Apple acquired them. I'm glad Apple acquired them. I hope they do great things with it. It's it's a it's a it's not a garbage app, but it's a recycling app. It's not a great it's not a great app. We'll see where that goes. Um, I mean, you know, um, I've got a bunch that I like a lot, but I'm ready to recommend if you if you're ready to try sleep watch, uh, rather uh, sleep tracking via Apple Watch, try Sleep Watch app because, like I say, number one, it's a no brainer. Even if you take a nap, it'll detect you've taken a nap. But what's also neat about it is it has its own kind of fairly seemingly arbitrary metrics that are actually really helpful. It has this like kind of um, – I have the pro version I paid for. So it will do stuff like show like how your overall sleep is going over time expressed as a three-digit number. You can do that. But you get these nice graphs showing you like is your heart rate you know, going lower? How are you doing with that? How are you doing with quality sleep? How are you doing with total sleep? All that kind of stuff. I just want to mention because sometimes people are interested. Sleepwatch is, is uh, the app. It's not the power app that I use, but it is the one that I think it's the one my friend Alex Cox uses. My wife uses it. It's one of the array of apps that I use. So I just thought I'd mention that because sometimes people ask. And the trick that I learned from underscore David Smith, who actually makes a really good app called, I believe it's called Sleep Plus Plus. The key to being a 24 hour ish Apple Watch user is to charge it a couple times a day. I know people who know this know this and people who don't know this don't. But here's the idea. For example, if there are periods where you can't or shouldn't wear a watch, um, like if you're going to take a shower, if you're going to wash dishes, my tip would be the first thing you do is you tap on the crown and you say, before you take it off your wrist, you say, remind me to get my watch in 90 minutes. Remind me to get my watch in 60 minutes, whatever that is. Once Siri decides that it's going to tap you and it's heard and it's finally ready to do something for you, eventually... Then you put it on the charge stand and give it, if you give it 
60 to 90 minutes twice a day, you can wear it all the other times. So if you're sitting on the couch at night, you've already got your step count, all that kind of stuff, and you don't need it, I would say charge it then. Charge it during shower. Charge it maybe when you first wake up in the morning if that's a low activity time. But that way, it'll be fully charged up. You can confidently sleep with your watch. And especially if it's a more recent one, like the latest series, the battery's gotten a lot better. But uh, yeah, sleep tracking, it's a thing. I really like it. And how is it? How, how are you using the data that you gather? That's a good question. Um, I feed it into su- stuff like exist.io. It feeds into stuff like Apple Health. Fitbit does sleep tracking, and it's all in there as well. Um, I use it as a way to motivate myself. Mm-hmm. I turn sleep into a video game, which can be a stressful video game. Apparently, it turns out, research has shown that I learned this from Adam Ruins, Every- Adam Ruins Everything, which is a very good show. But supposedly... You can say to somebody, hey, did you know you slept really well last night and they'll do better on cognitive tests versus you say to somebody, oh, you slept really bad last night and they don't do as well on cognitive tests. Mm -hmm. But with that said, you get something like one metric that this sleep watch app measures is sleeping rhythm, which is were you able to go to bed and wake up at roughly the same time every day, weekend, weekday, whatever. I try really hard to be in bed by 10.30. Don't always make it. Try really hard to be up by like 6.30, 7.30 if I'm sleeping in a little bit. It doesn't ruin my life, but it's a way of saying like, okay, if you're feeling janky about your sleep, well, here's why it might be. If, you're, if your schedule is changing every day and night, um, that's something you could work on. So that becomes a video game. You know, um, I use it in that way. I use it to motivate me to try and get good sleep rhythm, to get good sleep in general. And I don't know. I mean, I could probably do it without. I have done it without in the past. But having that incentive to see that number go up, it's a little bit like trying to lose weight where you want to see that number go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it very motivating to try and stay um, stay on target. I mean, it's good. That's a good answer. Yeah, it's good. It's close enough. Uh, I also want to mention in passing um, the location tracking app that I like, uh, Gyroscope, uh, just keeps getting better. If you, it's in show notes, but it's gyroscope.pe, I think. Just search for gyroscope app. It's a really neat app that they're making great improvements with. So I used to use stuff in the past for doing location tracking. It's just an interesting thing that I like to follow. I don't want Facebook to be the app that's doing this for me. Mm -hmm. I don't. And although it utilizes Foursquare data, I don't think it's feeding that data back to Foursquare. Is this this gyroscope a new operating system for the human body? Is yeah, that the, the right one. thing? Okay. Uh-huh. And it's another one of these along the lines of ex- exist.io, although I think both companies get mad when you compare them to each other, sometimes contentiously mad. Gyroscope is really good at – it's been good at just noticing where you are, how you traveled from place to place. These are things that interest me. And it turns that into – you can actually get a book printed out at the end of the year about like how you slept, where you spent your time, how you got different places. Um, I just believe that if you're going to do the self-tracking thing, it's just a real good idea to get as much data as you can pushed into the system. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't know what to do with it today, if you have two or three years of data at the point when this stuff gets great, it's going to be way more useful. And Gyroscope and Exist.io in very different ways are trying to take what it knows about you and your data and turn it into useful insights. So um, it's really cool. It's really great. And a nice new addition with Gyroscope, I think this is out of beta, might still be beta, but in their location tracking, you now have the ability to go in and cue gyroscope as to how far apart the places you tend to go tend to be. Hmm. So if you're living in Kansas 
and you're working two hours away from where you live or whatever, you can set, you can pull that slider all the way to the right and say, I'm in a rural area where my things are very far apart. So don't, you know, so you can, you can be more, you know, uh, conservative at doing that kind of tracking. Or in my case, I drag it almost all the way to the left to say, I'm sometimes within less than a football field of locations. So please notice the difference between the library and the KFC and the Walgreens and my office and et cetera. Don't be creepy. So um, <laughs> this is nice stuff. So if you're interested in the self-tracking stuff, those are a couple of good apps uh, to get you going. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, winded. Keyboard, gyroscope. I want to mention some cool ice packs I got for my cooler. Okay. We went camping for three nights, four days, three nights. And um, I put this in show notes. God, this is boring. I always struggle when we go camping for more than a night with dealing with the ice situation. Because part of the problem is ice is not, turns out, the most efficient way to cool something, A. And then B, it melts. What's so the most efficient way to cool something? Um, I don't know. Thermodynamics? I, I, I don't know. But I bought these things on a whim, and they turned out to be awesome. I think this is a mom-and-pop company. You certainly, like, if you've ever put one of those things in your kid's lunch where you freeze the gel mm-hmm. overnight? Sure. You've certainly done that. These folks take it to the next level. Um, this is called Cooler Shock. Cool, Cooler Shock. And they make these packets. There's a couple cool things about this. And you can see from looking in show notes, uh, Cooler Shock, three-pack large, cooler ice packs, no more ice, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you get these things and it's just a bag with some stuff in it. You unhook the little screw, you undo the screw, you put in a certain amount of water Mm -hmm. and then you freeze the snot out of this thing. Okay. Freeze it for at least a couple days if you can. And then I want to ask you a question about that. Yes. You there. Mm -hmm. Once you get to a freezing point, does keeping it cold longer, like freezing it more, can it get more frozen? Or like I, once it hits I a- can't begin to explain the process by how this works, but I'll tell you what it seems is happening. Okay. This, whatever property this takes, when you add water to this little, this whatever's included in this that makes it special. Yeah. It's, it's more than water. I, it's, it's, you freeze it for a couple days. It gets super duper hard. You freeze it at the coldest freezer setting you can. And I'm here to tell you, this is going to sound crazy, but we, um, first of all, the second thing that's neat about these is that for some reason with the Coleman cooler that we have, I've never noticed this before, but Coleman coolers, a lot of them have these little uh, slots in the cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like where you can like hook, connect something to it. Yeah. Like a little wall. Mm-hmm. These fit exactly into those slots. So the key here is th- reverse your thinking about doing icing. Normally you put ice all around underneath and over. Mm-hmm. That's not the idea with this. You don't want to cool the cooler. You want to cool the food. So this stuff goes, you can put these in the middle. I also bought some smaller versions of these to deploy. Here's the crazy thing. We left to go camping on Thursday morning. We camped for three nights. We used a bunch of these packs and you know, we had some ice in the cooler as well to have ice for drinks and stuff. Here's the crazy thing. I went to, so we taken it. We got home um, on Sunday mm-hmm. as we record this. Monday night, last night, I went to get the last dregs out of the cooler. Yeah. These things had, I don't want to say melted, they'd lost their freeziness. But the drinks that were in there from Thursday were still cold. Pretty impressive. Now they, say, they say this lasts 24 to 48 hours. Um, they won't stay hard, like rock hard after 24 to 48 hours. But with a really good cooler and these things, I'm here to say you could pretty comfortably get three days out of cooling out of these. So if you're going to camp, try the Cooler Shock. 
cool, very nice cooler shock. now what kind of cooler do you use or does that not matter if you have the cooler shock we use the coleman extra coleman I don't know. It's it's one where it snaps on real tight, the Coleman Extreme. Now, have you ever tried, out of curiosity, have you ever tried a Yeti cooler? I saw the Yeti coolers at REI. Okay, let me, can I, I talk hear, about I Yeti? Hear things, I hear things about, is this a hipster thing or is this really a good thing? Le, okay, the answer is yes. Okay, um, I Please tell me about the Yeti cooler system. Yeti is based or comes from Austin. So I have some exposure to it early on from from that and then of course it it got popular they have a philosophy that like everything is like overbuilt and incredibly durable and really really like over engineered like that's their whole philosophy is like over engineering things so that they're amazing they're super expensive super expensive that's the one thing that put me off from them for a long time until i saw someone that had one and I was really impressed by it. And I thought, okay, this goes back to my philosophy of like, I only want to buy the thing once. I don't want to buy one and then wind up having to replace it like ever. I want one thing and I want it to stay nice and I want it to work forever and last forever and be, maybe even be have the parts that can wear out, be replaceable, that type of thing. And so that kind of interested me in this, but I still didn't buy one. What I did is I bought one of these little um, metal cooler things that goes around your... Uh, your soda can you put your soda can in it and then there's a top that screws down on it and this thing i i did a test i i i put one in there and i put it in my car when it was like 103 degrees out and i came back an hour later it was still cold i said all right if it can do that maybe there's something to these coolers and then lightning struck a friend of mine i don't know how he got an invite to it but he got invited from a friend that he knew Yeti was having like a friends and family sale where everything was like, you get like 40 or 50% discount is a big deal. Oh, Jiminy. And Can't so I said, okay, let me, yeah, I want one of these, one of these, one of these, one of these. And these things have been absolutely amazing. I used the, what I've just recently learned is not the best way to cool things. I used ice and uh, I put the ice around the food inside this thing and again, I left some things in there after the day we spent a day out and uh, and came back and I left some of the like um, ice and, and, and some of the other food and stuff in there. Three days later, three full days later, it was still ice and everything was still like super what, cold what, how inside does it, of it. How, how, I don't know. And I was in my garage. It was 100 degrees in the garage. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think it's possible. I think it was a hallucination. It sounds like some kind of wormhole or something. It's a wormhole. But it well, worked. Part of what all these things do, I think there's there's a couple parts to any of these that work well. One is that there's some kind of insulation in the walls that keeps it insulated from the heat outside. That's important. The other thing is making sure it's a real tight fit. I feel like a lot of the cheaper coolers fall short because they don't have that super tight seal. Like in our case, this Coleman Extreme, it takes a little bit of effort to open, but it seals it really well. And with the Yeti, it looks like it's got like straps on it. To yeah, like it, it has down. like like a little um, rubberized little i don't frogs. know what they're frogs yeah and you pull mm-hmm. it down and it and it it cinches it on tight but there are different styles of them they have hard coolers which is i have one hard cooler their soft coolers are very cool also um i'll put it i put it in the show notes but sure. i 
I mean, if you've got a little bit more money to spend on something and you never want to have to replace it ever, these things are pretty awesome. And I, I um, you can get them at REI. You can order them from Yeti online. And like it just it's shocking because I often think about how crappy almost everything that that there is available to buy today. Like it's everything seems like it's just made so crappy. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't know when this happened. I remember things when I was a kid. Toys and even toys were made of metal and, and right. like they were really solid. And I remember, I think when I first really realized it, like when things really clicked for me that almost everything being produced today is garbage was mm-hmm. when I bought my son, this is probably five or six years ago. I bought him a transformer toy and it was made out of just the crappiest plastic you've ever seen the transformation process of it was incredibly stupid. And he, who is very careful with his stuff, you know, like he he basically broke it in an hour and i was like this is oh, no. uh, this is garbage like this stuff is garbage and i started to look around at everything like everything's garbage now like everything is built in the whatever the cheapest possible way to build something and get away with it could could we get away with a, making this story. out of plastic yeah I, okay I have a let's story do it. that relates to all of this yeah <clears throat> i'm in this weird spot right now where i'm right almost exactly like first of all my foot is weird i'm exactly between two American shoe sizes and it drives me crazy. Mm. I can usually work that out with insoles or something, get a bigger size. I'm right exactly between two holes on my belt. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, you don't want that. It's a real Buddhist type situation. (laughs) I got got a wobbly wheel. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I can either be like a little too loose and I'm getting a little bit of dragon, dragon, uh, you know, rappy plumber butt, or it's a little too tight and my tummy's not happy. And so we were at REI and I saw two different web belts I wanted to try. I picked them up off the thing. It's like, oh, this is cool. You can cut it and do it to size and all this. I screwed up while we were shopping for our fancy camping trip at REI. I must have set them down Mm -hmm. somewhere while I was looking at something else. We ended up not getting them. And I said, well, fine on that. I'm just going to go on to Amazon and get me a web belt. And I did. I went and I ordered this web belt, who shall remain nameless. And I said, geez, uh, oh, this one's $8.98. That seems very inexpensive for mm-hmm. a belt. Mm-hmm. It claimed to be like a high-quality belt. I bought it. It arrived the next day. I opened it up. Boy, this is a sad situation. And I went, <laughs> I went to adjust – because the way a web belt works is, you know, you you govern where the far end is by governing how tight the end by the buckle is. Mm-hmm. So you unbuckle it from the buckle, you move it around. The first time I tried to fix it, it broke completely off. See? <laughs> it went right into the trash. I owned this belt <laughs> for 30 seconds before it was in the trash. <laughs> I might as well have taken $8.98 and like thrown it into a hole. Sure. And that's frustrating. A belt's a classic example. You could have a belt that lasts you for years and years. A belt, a nice belt, should last a lifetime. Well, or 30 seconds seems a little short. That's all I'm going to say about that. So I actually got got a belt recently. I am very much a traditionalist when it comes to belts. I like a Hmm. belt that is... You like a mechanical belt, not a smart belt. Yes. I like Mm -hmm. a mechanical belt. I like a Mm -hmm. belt that uh, has a traditional buckle on it. And the little leather strap around it that the other side of the belt goes through, very much a standard leather belt, not synthetic leather, le- leather, not synthetic leather, synthetic, synthetic leather, uh, but, but real leather from an animal. But I recently got, so I, I was uh, searching for a pair of pants that I could wear while I was hiking that would prevent me from um, getting Lyme disease 
or that other disease that takes carry where then you can't eat red meat anymore. Oh, I know. That scares the hell out of me. So you know, the ticks, the ticks are going crazy. They got new ticks in New York now. Oh, good. Let them stay there. Yeah, I hear you. All right. don't have, I mean, anyone we have, forget it. I want to go into New York. Mm-mm. But I figured I needed a pair of pants that I could wear that would be, you know, durable, light, but very lightweight because it, it's hot when you're out hiking. And so I found a pair of the perfect pair of pants. This is not a style thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're not getting these. To like, it's a fit and, it might be a fit and finish thing. Yeah, it's, you're not going Im- to impress a date with these pants. But if you're with people, like if you're already married, then you, and you can kind of wear whatever you want or, you know, you're, with, you're just with, with dudes. You know what Your I mean? Your options really expand once you're married. Yeah. So, like, yeah. If, if you're in that situation, these, I highly recommend these pants. And I'll, I'll find the ones and I'll put them into the show notes. They're from Patagonia. They were too expensive. But I, ne- I, was, I needed them for this because I did not want to get Lyme disease or the disease where you can't eat red meat anymore. <sighs> and so at first... Can you, imagine, can you imagine how your life would change? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to acknowledge that it's a possibility. Um, so at first I was enticed by the concept of the, uh, the what are called convertible pants, which mm. has like the zipper that, can, that you then unzip at the leg and then it becomes a pair of shorts. But... You know, the people that are in my life had, they had to draw a line somewhere, I think. And they yeah. said, no, do not, do not get that. So mm. the next choice was called, I found it. It's the Patagonia Quandry pants. Quandry pants. And they say multifunctional trail to town hiking pants made of recycled stretch nylon that are designed for versatility, comfort, and casual everyday style. And hmm. they, they don't look great in just the pictures, but when they're on, they look great. They fit fine. They're very lightweight. They're that's, comfortable. That's how pants work. Uh, and so, you know that's how pants do. Yes. It's so weird. You could be looking at it, but you know, I got a low rise. I'm going to say it. I got a low rise. Yeah. I, I'm not, I got, I'm not, I got nothing to be Your ashamed thing. of. You should be proud of that. Uh, but, but, but I put on a pair of pants and they look like, they're like mom jeans. They go up to my belly button. Oh. Well, these rise. look really good on. These look fine on. Quadri pants. Okay. And so I got a how, pair of How do they of fit those. compared to what you get? So what do you get? You, you, you get little pants? I don't get a little anything. Everything's big. Oh, they got different lengths. They got short, regular, and long. Yeah. See, everything's always too long. You get something from like an American apparel and like it, it goes down to the tip of my toes. Well, you can get short or regular then for you. Either one short you or want. regular. So then I oh. realized, well, I can't, what if I need, you know, what if I need a belt? And there's a lot of reasons if you're hiking, mm-hmm. there's a lot of reasons you might need a belt. You might want to keep your pants on. You might need on. to strangle a coyote. You might need, yes. You might need to like rappel down something, you know, and you whip the belt oh, and right, then you, right, you're right. like, dude, like, sliding down a zip line you know what i'm you saying like, like like whip the pistol out of somebody's hand <laughs> that's right so dun, 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 dun. it was the day the day before we we're going and i i went into full panic mode i was like i don't have a belt that i can wear with this i can't wear like a regular belt so it was literally i was i was at my wits end i, I don't know what i'm no. gonna do so i went to rei down the street and i found a belt there from a company called cool which is spelled k-u-h-l Oh, yeah, sure. I like the brand. I like what they make. I have a number of shirts by them. I oppose the spelling. Oh, I saw this at REI. I'm going to send- This is very high tech. I saw this one. Is this the- st- are we, I, I want to make sure that- I'm going to send you the picture of the no, belt. No, it's got, it's got like a high- I, No, no, I, I played with it and I thought this is too high tech and steampunk for me. Yeah, no, I that's got the it. one. No, I got it. It's very steampunk. It is very steampunk, but it's the best belt I've ever owned and it would- I'm not- I, I've worn it with jeans. Maybe- I'm at that point in my life where like fashion is simply what is functional for me at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I can I can say 
that this belt was amazing. It worked with the pants. It works with jeans. I wearing the heck out of it, and it and it's so well made. Back to things being well made. These Patagonia yeah. pants are so well made, and this belt is so well made. Like it, it, I looked at all the other belts I have. The leather ones, the good ones. I'm like, these are made like crap. The other ones you couldn't even sit in. Couldn't even sit. In. Look at the wall with the rock. Watch the wall with the rock. And oh wow. And so That's this is belt, the cool belt, cool belt. But it was like forty dollars. I'm like mm-hmm. forty dollars. It's not even leather. It, but mm-hmm. I got it, and it's uh, I recommend it. I can't can't say any bad thing about it. Mm. And so I feel like I'm right on the verge, on the edge of being a a, a total uh, schmuck because mm. now I'm like I don't want it unless it's expensive because it's just going to break. And I feel like I'm re- really ready to be fully taken advantage of by oh, somebody you're ripe yes because they're mm-hmm. they're gonna say oh this is the best one because it's the most expensive one and it's just gonna be more crap yeah but see you coming a mile off you gotta be circumspect <sighs> that review meta site is handy for stuff like that i should have done that for my belt my 30 second belt i bet you're you can never get that eight dollars back she's a garbage who would bother and then what now i'm gonna start getting emails did you receive your item yeah i sure did Oh, speaking of e- speaking I of I emails, all those emails. I got a weird email I wanted to talk to you about. Do you want to tell me about something you like first? Yes, I, I would like to tell you about Squarespace. 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 I know Squarespace. Have you heard I did of a Squarespace? Read. I did a Squarespace read this morning. Proudly, big fan. Big fan. Proudly, you did it proudly. <laughs> I did it proudly. What did I say? I said I've been using it forever. I run my podcast with it. Like it's uh, it's just it's it's so great, and I I don't hate using it. Like I, I look forward to how little I need to use it because so much is done for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not updating the PHP in a header anymore. Right? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Of change your navigation. You used to, have to be a change of PHP in your header. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, the header. I was doing that in 2009, file. Dan. 2009, I was still moving around headers in PHP. It's not just, anymore. It's madness. Tell the people about Squarespace. Squarespace is a, a website that lets you make websites, mm-hmm. and mm. you can do so much with it. You can make any kind of website that it's you want. It's practically a platform. Oh, I think it is a platform, Merlin. Well, in the sense that it has this this core functionality, a bunch of stuff in a middle layer on top of that, and it's really greedily accommodating about all these other services and integrate with just like a click. It's practically a platform. I think it is. I don't get pl- in trouble. They didn't tell us to say that. No. People get real picky and they want to make good. I'm just here to tell you I love Squarespace. It's almost a platform. <laughs> no don't make goods latex. needed because... Yeah. Squarespace, it has beautiful templates to let you customize the design of it, make it your own. It has they, no latex. No latex at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, you know, they don't even want you to use that word. A lot of people, a lot of people don't even know it. what that is. Uh, <laughs> built in e commerce. Built in the USA. Um, it is. Squarespace, aren't they mostly made in the USA? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they, you can, you can co- use it in other places, I think. Like sign up for it if you're if you're in Japan, you could use it. Hi, my kid today asked me. He's like, "Can we make a separate account on my Switch that's a Japanese account so I can buy Japanese games that aren't available in our marketplace?" Whoa! And I said, "He's a Switch hacker." I said, "Yes, why not?" Whoa! So you can get domains from Squarespace. Over 200 extensions they support. So when you're setting up your new Squarespace site, you want a domain to go with it. You can get it right there. You can also you just go, you go out and get uh, you could get uh, switch switchhacker.limo if it's available. Dot limo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. 
Yeah, it's probably gone now. Everything is there. It's all built in. The e-commerce stuff built in. The domains built in. They help you make logos built in. Analytics built in. Search engine optimization built in. You get it? Everything's there. Anything you could want to do with a website is there. You can blog. You can post uh, beautiful images. You can post galleries. Anything you want to do, they're encouraging you to make it and uh, make it yourself and make it stand out Mm -hmm. with Squarespace. So the, the place to go... To find out more and to support the show is squarespace.com slash it's your show. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. You'll get a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the code it's your show, one word. It's your show, one word. And you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. So uh, go check it out. And we appreciate the ongoing support of Squarespace. Don't forget URL, squarespace.com slash it's your show. Code it's your show to get 10% off your first purchase. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it your support buck buck it's been 14 years 14 years this month since one of the greatest short articles of all time email addresses it would be really annoying to give out over the phone by michael ward <laughs> mcsweeney's.com mike underscore 2004 at yahoo.com with underscore spelled out mike at yahoo.com <laughs> at hotmail.com <laughs> Mike underscore word, all one word, at yahoo.com. A, 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 that's six A's, <laughs> at yahoo.com. One, so O-N-E, numeral one, the first, just the number, the second spelled out, at hotmail.com. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's still funny. It's your show. You were on belts, and then you were on to something else. Where were we? Okay, I was saying I, you you were talking about some email. I got a weird I got a weird oh, email a weird that email. disturbs uh-huh. me. Okay, yeah. so so it it's from uh, Cora Cora, and the Cora. subject line is still curious about uh, quote at what age can a child sit in the front seat in Texas question mark unquote that is the that is the subject line of the email. Am I still curious hmm. about that? And uh, and and creepy. So. I did a search not long ago because my son was saying, can I sit in the front seat? When can I sit in the front seat? And this I said, is a complicated question. And I said, I think it's illegal for you to sit in the front. It's a combination of laws and best practices and the answers very heavily. Right. Because I, I, it, I, I can tell you, I can tell you at least the answer for this for California. What is it? It's crazy. Legally, I think you have to be a certain height and weight. But the safety people say, no matter how big you are, not till you're 13. Right. Same. Same here. So we're doing a Rain Man situation where she's allowed to ride in the front seat if it's just like a local trip. Because she's, she's a little over five feet, 110 pounds. She's, okay. she's big kid yeah, size. Yeah, she's tall. But, but if she goes flying through the windshield, I'm going to feel bad. Yeah. And so it, did you search that on Quora? Is that how well, they got your... I searched... Did you get hacked? No. I searched okay. it. And I believe that one of the results was a Quora result, and I probably clicked the link and read the article, and then and, and then that was it. But in order to like read anything at Quora, you have to sign in, and so I believe that Ugh, I had been signed in that. when I read it. But here's the weird thing: is how they emailed me about it. We and you were logged in at the time. I'm I, so here's here's what it I must believe have happened. been. I was that, you went in, you found the answer, and then it was grayed out. Like they did a Wall Street Journal on Right, and right. I, I either logged in or maybe I was already logged in and I just clicked the link. Ugh. And so, anyway, the short answer is, um, yes, they need to be, they're recommended that they be 13 and of a certain size and weight as well. But 
I just found it very weird that I searched for that on like Friday or Saturday, and today is when I got the email for it. And so, you know, all of that is there. There are there's studies that have been done. I'm sure I don't know about them, but I'm saying that said, well, we don't want to email him the next day. We don't want to email him in two days. We want to email him in like three or four days to see if he's still interested in that thing. And in the email, it actually has other things. It says stories from your activity in California. At what age can a child sit in the front seat? Why can't a young child sit in the front seat? Who gets to sit in the front seat of a car? Where engagement. Is, where hey, what's is your engagement? Where is Wimberley, Texas? What is <laughs> How it? Babby form. Wh- what is it like to live in Texas? Taking into account the folk culture, material culture, geogra- oh, geography, environment, so smell, sights, and dialects of daily life. Read more on Cora. Oh, and I like this one. I got three of this one. Google Home. Paren. White slate is waiting in your cart. <laughs> did you, you like the ones that are like? Did you forget something? Yeah. Did you forget something? But like, no. I don't. You know, like, it's not especially creepy for me because I I understood pretty quickly when I got the email why I was getting the email. But I don't like I don't want an email about that. That doesn't that doesn't make me feel good. Mm -mm. No, no. I mean, it's it's such a fine line. Like, it's so easy, especially if I'm in the wrong mood. My uh, my creepy bit gets flipped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I'm in the wrong state of mind yeah. and you get something like that, it's like, you know, you're not helping. You're not helping when you do that. You're making me feel less good about using your thing when you do that. Like, don't help too much, you know? Don't don't talk about my groceries. Don't talk about my mail. Right. And, and don't tell me what I search for on the web. Come on, really? It's so weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I thought that was apropos of, of things we talk about. It's apropos of something. Yeah. What did we get? So I started deleting a lot of our dingling emails. But we still get some silly ones, don't we? We get good emails, just overall. We get good emails from listeners, mm. mostly. Yes. <clears throat> but we get um, we get some real wackadoos. Dan, we're an hour 13. I, I don't, did you want to do an email from a listener? No. I think we're good. Yeah. Let's see what we got. Let me see if I can, I want to can knock down. Because I like to talk to the people. Okay. Awesome. People sent me some nice things this week. I, I'm never mentioning my AMAZO and list again because I feel really bad because then people send me stuff. Um, See, that you're, compl- you're complaining about a problem I wish I had. Well, I don't want you poor, to Poor me. you. Stop noticing me. Don't notice me. That sucks um, that you're getting nice things in the mail from people who like you. What a horrible thing. Mm. Mm. And I've, I've tweeted my list. I've never it. got anything. <clears throat> if you appreciate me, just pray on it. Just pray on it, all I ask. Although, I want to yeah. continue to thank everybody who's been sending little stuff hey! in to my son. They're doing that. See, they don't. They, they want to help him, and that's fine. I'm happy yes. with that. I'm thrilled. And uh, he's... Do you have a cutout for this? You got a pigeon drop? Like, where do you have stuff sent that, that it's not you? Uh, no, I have my little my little office, my private got office. You can office. send, okay. it, send it right. right to that. All right. And, uh, and so people have sent uh, all kinds of fun little stuff. If you just have old games, if you don't even have a console, you just have old games... Chances are he's got or he's going to get the console. Send me the games. I'll pay for shipping. Which reminds me, I got to pay for the last uh, batch. I got to pay, pay some that. people. Is, uh, is your youngster still playing um, Breath of the Wild? Uh, l- less so now. He beat it the first time and then he beat it again in master mode. Uh, wow. So he's, yeah, he's that real sounds good. He's real good. Um, and I added something to show notes that my daughter is, is she playing love, it? love, loving. 
Oh God, that's all she does. Oh, it's like so ba- good. it's it's this has taken over twice as much as any other video game, including Minecraft, um, including Sims, totally, including. This has taken over more than any other game. <clears throat> I just fed it by getting her this book, but it is a beautiful book. If there's somebody in your life who likes uh, Breath of the Wild in particular. Which one did you get? The big- Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the complete official guide. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's a hardcover giant book with maps and stuff it's got, in it. It's got Princess Zelda on the cover, right? Yeah, have yeah. you seen it? Oh, yeah, we had it. I got it. I pre-ordered it when it, the minute it's it was really announced. It's really beautiful. And- it's actually a beautiful book. It's great. Book. It's not the kind of thing like, you know, you're in the first world when you're getting this for your kid, but yeah. she adores it. Anything that keeps her reading makes me happy. Yeah, and my son read that thing cover to cover probably 10 times. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. See, Liz She's obsessed. still so into it. She's in doing all the side quests and oh, all yeah, the houses and so stuff. Good. And she's having a great time. There's so much to do. There is so much to do in that game. You know, tomorrow, Fantastic Four comes out. Pretty excited. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is back as of tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm very excited about it. It's tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's tomorrow. Wednesday. It's Comic, comic, day. comic day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about it. Do you it. have an upcoming uh, no thing? We need to do another one. We should do that. You know what? I'll call them. I'll, I'll, I'll call them. I'll send them a letter. Oh, uh, you know, one other thing that was really cool that, that uh, since I'm back, I'm fully back in the Star Trek world now, is that uh, Patrick Stewart announced over the weekend that it's, there's a Star Trek con, I guess. Um, he announced there that uh, they are bringing. He is bringing back Picard for a a short, oh, yeah, right, like limited series, um, you know, special limited limited series Star Trek show where he won't necessarily be a captain anymore. We don't know what he's going to be doing, but it was really cool because he when he was on stage and he also released a, like a little release press release thing about it where he just said, you know, he said. Um, he had been, he'd kind of gone back to watching the episodes. He hadn't seen all of them and, and there were many he hadn't seen. He watched them and he said something like, you know, he was always amazed by people who would come to him and say how much the show helped them or, or helped them through a specific time or how much mm-hmm. they enjoyed watching the show. Or, it's just the vision of that world. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, a very it's, hopeful you place. Don't, you don't have to be a corny weirdo and loner to like, be really like, this is a, this is a vision of a world I would like to be in. Yeah. So, uh, he's, he said he, he was thrilled by that and he's bringing it back. So that was good news for me. That is good news. I like that guy. Boy, he's that's got to be up there in the like, wow, can you imagine anybody else in that role? He's so good in that he's role. He's so good. He's great. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I guess along the lines of Shatner, maybe, like, you know, he's been successful at doing other stuff. Yes. But like, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, will, will Leonard Nimoy ever achieve more than Spock? But like, the Zachary Quinto guy is good. But like, you know. I know. Anyways. I love Patrick Stewart. He seems like a good human being. He really does. Like I, 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 lo- I love him. I've always thought he's he was one of those super actors cool. that every, he just adds something. He's one of those actors. There was a Todd Vizieri had a thread about this a couple weeks ago. What are the actors who like add something? No matter what movie they're in, they bring something special to it. You know, lots of people said Sam Rockwell, which was one of mine as well. Mm. Like one of those people, like no matter how good the movie is, like when that guy shows up or that gal shows up, it just becomes a, an elevated movie. Totally agree. Totally you like agree. Sam Rockwell. Uh, yeah, I love him. I loved him in Moon. Oh, God. He's, that guy's got dance moves. Yeah. Iron Man. When he comes into Iron Man 2, lights the movie up. Oh, I forgot he was in that. You always forget. I've told you three times. Not my bird. Not my bird. <laughs> I gotta, now I got to watch that movie again. I got to watch that now. <clears throat> He's asleep. All right, Dan, it's been a big week. Let's button this up. All right.
Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin.